Welcome to Business Talk with Henrietta. This is the place where we speak with the most up-and-coming female entrepreneurs to figure out how they've built the life of their dreams. This episode is sponsored by the Norwegian accountant system TripleTex and the Norwegian accountant firm Bilagsweber AS. And also Anyfin, which is a new collaborator on this podcast. And today we're speaking with founder and CEO of Frax Interactive, Helle Vibeke Schitte. In 2019, she started Frax, uh, which is a Norwegian online learning platform to the B2C market. They are on a mission to facilitate lifelong learning and to give everyone the opportunity to learn new skills in a digital format from the greatest experts within the fields of lifestyle, sport and entertainment. It sounds really great, uh, Hella. I'm, I'm really excited to dig deeper into what is this and how can we yeah, learn from this platform. But uh, about Hella Wiebeke, she wanted to challenge the traditional way of learning and to make learning accessible for everyone. She's a mentor, organizer of TEDx Copenhagen. Uh, she has been an external lecturer at Copenhagen Business School and now she's also nominated as an entrepreneur of the year through Nordic Women in Tech Awards. So this is 2022. And the winner of this prize is an owner of a tech startup with a significant growth over the last 36 months um, and who is ready to demonstrate a successful commercial plan in achieving their goals. So she and her co-founders probably uh, achieved some great goals and I'm excited to hear all uh, that today. She's ready to take over the world and let's get to know you now, Hille, and uh, welcome to the studio. Thank you so much, Henrida, and thank you so much for having me. Yes, of course. I'm so excited to get to know you better. What Can you just tell us about your journey as from, from upbringing until now? What made you uh, as who you are today? Oh, that's a good question, and I think it's there are many factors. But um, I grew up on the countryside in Denmark, and one of the things that was really that looking back is really clear to me is that um, growing up on a farm, both my parents they are farmers. They have always been very passionate about their work and the farm, and I think that has somehow sparked an entrepreneurial spirit in me as well. So to my parents, they never really you know, woke up in the morning and went to work. They just lived their passion and lifestyle um, at the farm. And I think that has been very um, inspiring to me. I wanted to work with something that I was really passionate about and something where it doesn't feel that you go to work every day, but you're building something. And uh, that's definitely something I see today that, okay, my upbringing on the farm, uh, the work that we have done together as a family on the farm, that has been something that I have just taken with me. Mm, mm, yeah. So you, um, you've, you know, had a lot of space when you grew up and the parents who also supported you in, in what you wanted to do. So what was your dream back then when you lived at the farm? So I was very much into horse riding and I did a lot of uh, dressage competitions. So my dream back then was definitely to become a professional dressage rider. Later on, I got many other dreams and uh, I moved to Aarhus, the second largest city in, in Denmark and started uh, my studies there. 
and I brought my horse and I woke up very early every morning to train before school and uh, it was very ambitious to do both the studying, the, the horse riding and also being with friends and I had a, a job on the side so I think that was for a long time my dream but then I also realized oh my god there's so many other opportunities that I would love to pursue so um, eventually I sold my horse to focus on the, the studies and, and my um, work beside of the studies. What, what, what did you study? I studied, uh, studied business and law Yeah. at um, Aarhus School of Business. Okay. I actually went yeah. to Aarhus uh, today. Uh, yes. the, when we're recording this episode, I've just come home from um, Aarhus. And so I know the city, it's a really cozy city. It's just a smaller version of Copenhagen, I think. Um, so you studied, you got uh, done with your studies and now you live in Oslo or in Norway. How, how, uh, how come? Yes. Yeah, so I met my boyfriend and he lived in, in Oslo and he was like, hey, come to Oslo. And uh, at that time I was working as a consultant for a big uh, Scandinavian media company. And um, they asked me to to take on a role in, in Oslo as head of business development. So that was a really good timing because I could then try um, to move to Oslo. I already had a job because I was transferred from the job in Copenhagen. And uh, then I really liked the city. And um, of course, it was very convenient because my boyfriend was there. So uh, that's why I went, ended up in Norway. Okay. And, and and then you together with your boyfriend have started Frax. So when when and how did this idea yeah. come up? So, yeah, so it was um about how Frax started and that was um I started Frax uh, back in 2019 and before starting Frax I was working for this media company and um my role there was head of business development. It was my job to find new revenue streams and new ways of doing business for this media company. And um, I was very much um, interested in online courses because I could see it was becoming a big thing in the US. I really loved the format that you could learn in a much more visual way. And um, I was also frustrated because I thought, okay, are we really still going to the bookstore to buy us a book when we don't want to learn something new? I couldn't really see why we were not trying to innovate more on our learning experiences and also how to learn in a digital format. So I was missing that in Scandinavia and I could see, okay, there's so much interesting stuff going on in the US and UK. Um, so I decided to start Frax because I wanted to create this platform on my own. Mm -hmm. um, and the first year I did, um, I did it on my own. Uh, I did a lot of research. I didn't actually start Frax at that time. I was just like, okay, I'm gonna invest a lot of time and effort in doing research, figuring out how this platform, what it should look like, what mm. what are the key components to our concept. Mm. So I did two collaborations with uh, two influencers and uh, created online courses with them. Okay. Uh, one of them was uh, a Norwegian um, I don't know if you can call her a baking influencer, but she won uh, the Great Norwegian Bake Off. Uh, what's she called? Ida Gran Jensen. Yeah, I know her. Yeah. So we created a, a baking course and it's still on her website. And uh, I learned so much from these two small uh, online courses that we did. Nu tar en liten pause här för att snacka om Annie Finn. 
Visste du att idag så har vi normen mer än 150 miljarder i usikra gäll. Och med det är er normen bland på toppen på gällsnivåstatistiken i Europa. Och Enifin, som är er min samarbetspartner, önskar så följa och göra någonting med det här. Med smart teknologi och vi har hopp över någon unødvendige steg så kan de tillby lavere renta till kunderna sina. Det är er ikke så många av oss som vet att man faktiskt kan påverka renta och sänka kostnaderna sina och det här kan man ju göra vi har sök om lavere rente. Och det här hjälper Enifin där med. Du söker gratis för att se om Enifin kan sänka renten och få bedre villkoren dine på delbetaling, förbrukslån och kreditkort. Så när Enifin har gått igenom sökningen din så vill de komma tillbaka till dig med tillbud. Men bara hvis de faktiskt kan tillbyta ett bedre tillbud då eller lavere kostnad eller bedre villkor. Efter det så kan du välja om du vill ta tillbudet eller ikke, och hvis du accepterar det så betalar du Enifin eh, i stedet för att du betalar direkt till kreditorerna dine. Och det vill då så være med en lavere kostnad hvis Enifin klart och finn det. Enifin, de senker kundens rente med 50% i snitt. Og hvis du har delbetaling, forbrukslån og kreditkort, så anbefaler vi dig å laste ned Enifin-appen og sende inn et gratis søknad. Så du kan bruke koden min BUSINESS som ligger nederst her i beskrivelsen. Og tusen takk til Enifin for at dere sponser dagens episode. Og takk til dem for at de hjelper folk med att få bedre økonomi. Uh, and it was a great um, start because we really learned some very important uh, lessons this mm. first year. And if I didn't invest that time in, in doing this research and and try doing online courses in a smaller scale, then I think we later on with our Flex platform would have really made some much bigger mistakes. Yeah. So the first yeah, well, year was a bit of a, a test year and, and to see, okay, what would it take because I, I have never done online courses before and I didn't know anyone who actually were experts so it's a bit like okay then we have to become the experts yeah. um, and then after a year my uh, my boyfriend he decided to quit his job and join Frax because um, what it turned out was like you know over dinner in the evenings there was so much talking about Frax and I asked him so many questions about um, all the stuff that he knew he has a background in finance and uh, so he was a really great supporter of frax but he was also super interested in in the journey that i was on and he wanted to join mm-hmm. and that was actually great because he had all the skills and competences that i didn't ah yeah so you're so a great team we are a great team and yeah. um because what's what's your competences what what are you best at because i've seen you you've been at a lecturer at cbs you're into speaking with people probably like yeah what are what are you uh, best at yeah so my background is in business and law so that's something that uh, has been a toolbox for me but my real passion is with uh, technology it's innovation it's definitely um business models, um, creating, I get ideas all the time. And for some time, my hobby was actually to create new concepts and make them look nice in Canva. And like, this is a business concept. This is a business concept. That was super fun, but, um, that's my main area. But, um, 
when you when you start a, your own company you are the owner of many hats so today it's also social media it's um of course the content production like you have to be on top of all these different uh, areas so it's almost not relevant anymore to talk about what i used to be good at because now uh, starting your own company you just have to really try to do your best in so many new areas as well. You just have to figure it out uh, yeah. on the way. That's the way. that's the same for me. Like I just, you know, how to start a podcast. Okay, get help mm -hmm. from someone to uh, start that. And then I just need to find the right people to help me learn the things that I need. And also, of course, do some research. But um, look where we are now. And now you are here standing with the platform that is doing really well um in norway and um you're only in norway right now or are you yeah, expanding to other well, our our next milestone is to um to enter denmark as well mm -hmm. and uh, that is a very big setup like right now we are actually super busy as we are today so we are also looking for an investor to join our growth journey so that we can grow into new countries as well smart but like okay how do you then let's hope that some investors listen to this let's podcast. hope yeah yeah <laughs> let's hope that so they can snap it up Um, how how do you operate in infrax how just get us through the the business model how do you earn money how do you earn money now what is the plan um with with um with that Yeah, so the vision from the very beginning has been to create really high quality content um, together with um, famous and skilled uh, people who are eager to, to teach what they know. So um, we started to team up with, um, with, yeah, what can you call it, experts. And we create courses where they have like a certain topic or skill that they would like to teach. And then we create a, an online course around it. So they have like a um, an, a famous name. They are maybe known from television or social media or maybe both. And uh, then we have created this uh, online learning platform, Frax, where you then you can learn from an expert that you maybe look up to or you would like to know um, what they know. Like, for instance, let me just come with a suggestion. Say that I was... Uh... I'm an expert in podcasting. Yes. Then you can make like a course with Business Henrietta and I can learn you everything from A to Z how to start a podcast. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So what is um, the, the special thing about Frax uh, is also that it's um, we have created this platform where it's like very engaging, but it's also like it's lectures. It's a really easy to learn from flow. And uh, that's also something we have put a lot of effort and resources into to create this learning journey. So we don't want people to to learn from, you know, just um, a boring video. Like we have really invested a lot of uh, um, resources and thoughts into creating uh, an entertaining and engaging. And of course, um, um, what can you say? Ah. We have really tried to to create a course that is both engaging, educating, but also a course that you, of course, will learn from. So that would would that be like 
with different tasks or exams or tests or is it just a video you can watch whenever you like um yeah so it's videos you can watch whenever you like and then there's an ebook that follows and um it's all about how like you create that almost a learning concept so we have created a concept that we kind of apply to all our different courses. How do you earn money on this? Because Yeah, so then we sell the courses individually on the platform. Uh, today we have 14 courses and we have sold um, uh, more than 10,000 courses and um, sold our revenues um, just past 6 million. So that's really a great start. Uh, that's uh, that's very impressive. Only from operating for yeah from twenty nineteen uh, until now. Yeah, so we actually started operating uh, in December twenty twenty. So we have been live for what twenty months. So it's not that long. That's impressive, and that's probably also why you are nominated for this um, prize. What what motivates you, like? What, are you motivated by results? Like what, 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 what makes you go forward? What makes you wake up in the morning? Mm. Uh, so I think with Fraxis, it's um, twofold. Like the first thing is to build a company that is so motivating. And I really love um, building, moving forward, creating something. And uh, with Fraxis, like our first child, it feels like a, a baby that is now growing and you have to uh, put a lot of effort into this uh, project. So that's definitely what makes me jump out of bed every morning. It's to, to make Frax uh, an even better platform and, and to, to grow the company. Mm. And then the other part is, is also very um tied to our vision and it is to enable people to learn no matter where they are um, we think that it's um, learning is such an important skill um, mm. it's so important that we have to that we can access high quality learning and of course you can always you know look up on youtube or whatever but we really wanted to give people a, a great learning experience and and um, also the the possibility to to learn from the best absolutely absolutely because yeah. uh, learning from experts you can really yeah uh, get your role model and uh, learn how how they are doing uh, their mm. their stuff yeah. it's um, just I, mm -hmm. I just have to say like one of the most rewarding things being um um working with frax is when people write us uh, about what they have learned and and what they have achieved uh, we have this um, crime author, um, very famous in Norway. Her name is Uni Lindell, and she yeah. has this uh, writing course on our platform. So mm -hmm. several people, they have actually written off this, us that they now have a contract with the publisher because of this course, uh, that it gave them the, maybe the last uh, motivation or they learned something that made them finish their the book. So examples like that is just so rewarding as an entrepreneur that you can see the impact that your company is, is, is making for other people. You have some great profiles, like both Uni um, Lundell um, and like what more profiles do you, do you have or experts do you have in your platform now? So we have one of the great uh, Norwegian chefs, uh, Ben Stiansen. 
Yeah. So he is one of the the chefs in Scandinavia who has won like most Michelin stars um, throughout the years. And he was actually the first who signed the contract with us because it was so difficult in the beginning where it was like we tried to pitch um, experts and, and ask if they wanted to collaborate with us. And at that time we didn't have the platform, we didn't have customers, we just had an idea. Yeah. And he was the first one to actually say yes to a meeting. And after the meeting, he was like, guys, I know what it's like to start a business. And it's really tough, but I believe in you. I know that you don't have a product or anything, but I believe in you. So I'm in. Yes. And, uh, that was just so heartwarming that he he knew where we came from and he believed in us um, and said yes. And then slowly, you know, when one say yes, then you get the next and the next and we were lucky to have uh, Jenny Skavlan and her sewing collective Fabrik. They also joined very early on and I think that was also um, a really uh, great start for us. You just need that first yes. You mm -hmm. need someone to believe in you but until then, until then you'll get hundreds of no. Yeah. So so the, I think the the skill of just standing there and staying and being consistent and just continuing even though you wake up every morning you work every day and you get no 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 and then suddenly you'll get a yes and and that's just yeah that's the start of the whole journey what's what's been the most challenging with <clears throat> with your child uh, startup journey so so that's actually exactly what you're talking about now Henrietta yeah. because we yeah. were um, we were pitching um, experts in the beginning of uh, 2020 that was mm -hmm. also in the middle of the COVID uh, pandemic out like just when everything was crazy and people were like nobody knew what was up and down mm -hmm. and um yeah, it was it was a lot of uh, cold emailing and cold calling and a lot of no's. But um, I think that period was tough because we didn't feel like we didn't have a product or customers. We couldn't like brag of anything or like show anything. It's like, oh, at least this is what the product looks like. We couldn't even do that because we we were not finished with with um, software development yet so so that was a really tough time mm -hmm. and then also um uh, what is that one and a half year ago um i got my first child and that was very that was amazing but uh, to run a business at the same time as you're on maternity leave that's that's um challenging that's uh yeah I can imagine uh, it's yeah. a lot of things um, happening, but then you also had your boyfriend um, helping you, um, exactly, and that's that's also also great. Do you have something like? I'm just curious about this, um, how you manage uh, your your business right now because you said you are you're three on the team, right? It's you, your 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 boyfriend, and then a video recorder. Uh, how are a content producer? How did you code the platform? Who did do that? How did we code the platform like yeah. the developers? So, um, so um, back in 2015, I worked for a Copenhagen-based software company, oh. and uh, what's it, it called? Aption. Okay. So they're very famous because they do four-day work week. Okay. So okay. they're one of the few companies who only work four days um, a week. Works very well. I would like that. Yeah, 
who wouldn't? Uh, so it was very obvious that they were the one who to to develop the platform and. Uh, to me basically felt that I was back with my old, old team and I trusted them and it was just um, a really fantastic journey to be on again and to build this together with your old colleagues and friends. Wow, that's also a great opportunity because like I'm just thinking of those who listens to this podcast and I think I want to build a platform, I want to build an app, I want to build something that needs software because I know I have a lot of... <laughs> entrepreneur friends and they say like the most challenging thing is to find um good developers mm -hmm. um because you never know it's really really difficult to speak their language you don't really know how good a developer uh, are if you don't you know la know the language so if you are a person who want to develop this and you work in a software company now you could probably you know jump out and then use your colleagues from there That's a, that's a nice. Og nu har jeg litt lyst til å snakke om min erfaring med min regnskapsfører, nemlig Bilagsfeber AS, som også er samarbeidspartner på den här episoden. Det å ha regnskapsfører er veldig deilig, altså. Selv om man kan göra det selv, så er det mange fallgruver og mange fel, som til og med jeg har gjort i regnskapet mitt, enda jeg er, vil si at jeg er over gjennomsnittet god på trippeltex. Um, Bilagsfeber er jo eksperter i Trippeltek, så jeg oppdager jo nye funktioner hver eneste dag som jeg ikke visste om. Og da er det deilig å ha noen som, som kan det, og som også må spesialisere sig på startups, scale-ups og små selskaper. Det gjør Bilagsfeber. De er enkel å samarbeide med, og ja, hjelper mig å minne på de, de reglene man faktisk må følge da, som, som en bedriftseier. Så jeg vil anbefale deg, hvis du nå er ute etter en regnskapsfører som også har fast pris, så vil jeg sjekke ut linken som jeg har lagt i beskrivelsen her, bilagsfeber.no. Gå så gjerne inn og følg dem på Instagram, bilagsfeber.as. De er helt ny der. Så gå inn og støtt og følg med. Ja, jeg tror det var en veldig, veldig... It was very beneficial to us and also yeah. because it's a huge investment to 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 build a platform. You probably paid them. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did, of course. But but knowing that the risk is is not as high as if you hired in some someone you basically didn't know, like mm. to trust the people who who helped building is um is a huge um benefit. Så var det tid for å snakke om Trippeltex, som er mitt regnskapsprogram. Trippeltex er veldig fleksibelt, og det passer for alle. Det kan skaleres opp og ned etter behov, og bedriftning kan også vokse med Trippeltex. Dette systemet passer fra de alle minste til de litt enda større firmaene. De er faktisk det mest brukte webbaserte regnskapsprogrammet i Norge, med over 85 000 kunder, sikkert flere enn det også, og... Jeg er i hvert fall veldig fornøyd. Du får alt du trenger i et system. Regnskap, faktura, lønn, timeføring, årsoppgjør, prosjekt, reiser og utlegg. Så jeg har brukt Trippeltex i over et år nu og veldig fornøyd. Si fra hvis du trenger hjelp. De har en veldig god supportavdeling også som hjelper deg eh, hva enn du trenger hjelp til. Så det ligger også en link her nede www.trippeltex.no slash gratis. Da kan du prøve det gratis i 14 dager. Absolutt. 
Um, I also want to talk a little bit about um, triple text or triple text, uh, which is the accounting platform that I am um, that I normally use for my company. And I want to also talk about how how you keep track of it because your company is probably bigger than mine. I just have some small, you know, receipts here and there which I can track into my own accounting system. I can just take a photo of them and then they go straight into my um, my overview and my uh, accounting system. Uh, but when you have a company like yours, how? How do you run like um, with all the economics? Is it you that do that or does your boyfriend do it? Like there's a lot of, you know, invoices and stuff to keep track on. Um, yeah, so it's my, my co-founder slash boyfriend who is who's doing that part. And um, one thing that is so important when you when you build a company is that you don't want to waste your time on something that is not creating value. So when you talk about receipts and invoices and all these things, it's it's something that has to be done, but you can definitely spend your time so much better on other things. So mm -hmm. what is really, really important to us and our company is that we use as little time and effort as possible when it comes to, to the financial uh, aspects. And then at mm -hmm. the same time, you also have the responsibility responsibility as a founder to have the great overview to know exactly how everything is looking from a financial perspective mm -hmm. so it's something you don't want to invest too much time into it because you can probably use the time better somewhere else but at the same time you really need to have that overview yeah um you don't so. want to you don't want to lose uh, too much control you still want to have your fingers in it and i think um i think uh, triple text is a really great program for that because you can just log into it both on your phone and then on your computer and then you can see all all the receipts and all the invoices and stuff so that you have the and also i think your um what's that in english uh, accountant so I think also your accountant can have access to, to the system and then they can, you know, look into it so that you can outsource something and then you can use your energy on, you know, doing the, th the stuff that uh, creates value. Absolutely. Did you, did you raise any capital uh, when you started? No, not yet. So we have bootstrapped so far. And oh. what I actually want to add to what you just said, Henry, is also like you have to have a, um, a system where you know your numbers because um, when you talk to investors, they will challenge you on your numbers and you really have to like know your numbers all the way around. So um, in my opinion, it's so important to have like a system that can help you like to also create maybe great overviews, like to break down a lot of data basically and, and make it easy for you as a founder to, to, to look at and, and also to understand, of course. Exactly, exactly. I can only recommend the uh, triple text for doing that. Um, they have 14 days free trial period, I think. Uh, but there's also other um, programs on the market, but I'm at least using triple text. Let's go over to something more personal uh, on you. Do you have like, in your life, uh, something you regret doing? slash not doing so i'm not really the kind of person who is looking back and regretting stuff because mm -hmm. i think that's a waste of time uh the way i approach it is that yeah 
we make mistakes, but it's also um, learning journeys that we're on, especially when you build a company, you will make tons of mistakes, but um, you will learn from it as well and you will get experience. So to me, I, I don't like to regret things. I would rather look at it as a learning. Learning. Hmm. Absolutely. And uh, that drives me into uh, the question. Uh, what is your best, you know, startup advice for someone who wants to go into, yeah, let's say online learning, um, the things that you, you've done? Yeah, so I think, um, I think I actually have three good advice that yeah. I would like to share. The first one is that there's no such thing as the perfect timing to start your own company. Um, I think looking back at my career, I have always known that I wanted to start my own company. And I think I, for a very long time, I waited for that perfect moment to start the company. Like you have the great idea, like it's perfect with your job situation. And, and but to me, there's not such thing as a perfect timing and you just have to do it. So uh, I hope that can be an advice to others who consider to start their own company is just don't wait too long because that perfect moment will not appear. It's you who decide when you want to start your own company. Absolutely. That was the first one. Do you have two more? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the second one is um, a bit of a founder approach. Uh, I think to my like my experience is that you have to know a little bit about everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the beginning, that was a bit scary, at least to me, because it's like, okay, I basically don't know anything about this topic. And suddenly I have to own it and actually uh, create results within this new uh, area. And uh, an advice is to just do the best that you can, um, do a lot of research, dive into it and, and see how much effort you can actually put into it and get the results you want and don't be afraid to make mistakes. So it's, um, I think now I just see like we wear so many hats in, in our company and we do so mm. many weird things that we never thought we would like, sometimes we just laugh because like, what are we doing? But that's a part of the startup journey and you really have to embrace that. So don't be afraid to take on new challenges and, and tasks you have never done before because starting your own company is a journey of learning new things. Absolutely. I think uh, I think I really agree with you there because um, it's also this quote which I've recently heard is that you either you either win or you learn. So you will Either you will get the, your dream company and start on your journey that you really wanted. Uh, if you fail and go just write down, you'll, you'll learn from that and then you'll know what you could do better next time, right? Exactly. Third trip, third tip, what was My that? Third tip or advice is um, something I, uh, you can't say learn the hard way, but something I realized along the way building Frax, and that is that building your own company is a marathon. I think that we are so, we read so many stories in the media about these overnight successes. And I realized that it takes a lot of time and effort to build your own company. It's taken a long time to build a great product, a brand, uh, to find your target group and also to get uh, known uh, among uh, people who are interested in your product. So um, mm -hmm. 
my my third advice is is definitely to to look at the startup journey as a marathon and also to to be resilient because a startup journey is also like a roller coaster there are like many ups and downs and you really have to to be resilient uh, and have patience as well of course and i think we also talked about this earlier that it's not about motivation it's more about consistency meeting up every day being there doing some work doesn't need to be perfect every day because you cannot be perfect every day just meet up go out that door get into your office set yourself make yourself a cup of coffee or a tea and set yourself in front of the the computer and at least do one thing one thing to make your company or yourself improve uh, for that day i think that could be um uh, just follow-up advice um, yes, i completely agree on it yeah 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 because if you just lay in bed and be like no i don't want to do this today and you're and when the day is over and you've just been laying in bed all day you are so exhausted hmm. you won't be get exhausted by actually meeting up because you will say okay i drove i drove some results right okay so now um you say that building a company is um, a roller coaster. So um, how how do you keep yourself going? How do you get out that door every day? So it's it's actually not difficult for me to get out of the door every day because I truly love um, working with Frax and building the company. It's um, it's um, such a joy every day to be honest to to work. Um, with Frax and, and what I'm really passionate about, online learning. What about people who who um, don't have doesn't have found their passion yet? Who doesn't have found what they love doing and find it really hard to get out the door? Do you have some advice for them? I don't know if if I can advise people like on a specific journey or, but I think it's it comes like you have. Like looking at a um, lifetime, work will be a very big part of it. Mm-hmm. And what I really think is important is that you do something that brings you joy, that sparks a passion or gives you energy, and you, that you can see um, where you can see your results, and you can see that you also grow. So I think my advice is to find a place where that can happen, or at least pursue um your passion and maybe find a way where that can become a business or maybe your dream job um but that's like i also think that it's totally fine if people they just have a job where they get a nice paycheck and um, then that's it because when you are an entrepreneur you're really in the opposite side of um of the scale because you Mm. don't necessarily have a paycheck you don't necessarily know if you're company will succeed or not Mm. and that's also very frightening and it can be very um scary to to be a founder because you you don't you can't predict the future like you work on this project and you're very dedicated but there are no guarantees absolutely even though i love what i do every day there's also a downside and that is definitely that there's a lot of risk to it and it's um 
it's a very uh, it's it's like you don't really know the future you can dream about it and you can work hard and, and dedicated to make it happen mm. but there are no guarantees no so it's also okay to have a job that pays um well and and you're uh, it's maybe not your dream job but um, that can open other doors right yeah it's just about um Getting you to know yourself and to know what you're comfortable with, really. And I don't say, and I, with this podcast as well, I don't want to encourage everyone to start their own company because it's probably not for everyone either. Um, this is just for, yeah, inspiration. And if you want to build your own company, great. But if you want to just improve on, you know, business models or investing or just looking for inspiration, you could also you know, listen and um, and get to know yourself better. Get to know who you are and, and see like, are you okay with having a normal job or are you not okay with it? That's questions you can ask uh, yourself. Did you mm. have a comment on that? Yeah, I think that like, as I said before, we, we work for so many years. So there is absolutely space for both having um, a normal job and also uh, an entrepreneurial journey. I don't think we have to choose like one road that we will pursue the rest of our life. Uh, looking back at my career, it has been very strange, different directions, but I have always followed my passion and somehow starting my own company, mm. everything suddenly made sense because I had so many different tools in my toolbox um, that I could use. Mm, and I think, I don't think life is straightforward. It's just, mm -hmm learning through going uh, but if we're looking into the future like now yes. you spoke about like you're backwards but let's look 20 years from now i know that's far away but what will the newspapers and the headlines what will they write about um you or frax uh, for that sake yeah so i i hope they will write about frax because that's much more interesting than writing about me but what i hope they will write is that frax was uh, one of the first companies to actually uh unlock the the gates to online learning in scandinavia to create a platform where people they actually could learn in a digital format and that we would succeed with that vision mm -hmm. exactly and have you gotten out um only in Scandinavia or are you in Europe as well? Um, I think we will only be in Europe. I know there's a lot of competition outside Scandinavia. So um, I think we won't be in Scandinavia. You can beat them. We can beat them for sure. Yes, let's say that. Okay, uh, now I go down to um, two last questions. Um, mm -hmm. If you have three things or one thing that our listeners uh, should do after listening to this episode? What what should they do? Um, there needs to be some action here. What 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 is the, the action after listening to uh, to this conversation? Yeah. So I think um, the first one is um, something I try to be very considerate about is that um, you can actually do a lot as an individual person to support female founded startups. Uh -huh. And that is to buy their products. So I try to be very uh, conscious when I have to buy a present, for example. Now we are looking into the Christmas season. And why not see if you can find Christmas presents for your family and friends that are actually from female founded companies? Yeah. 
because as a startup founder, I just have to say it means so much with um, just a little support. Um, it's, um, you know, in the beginning when we launched Fresh, we basically we took our dashboard with the sales, the sale um, app with us to bed because we were so obsessed with every sale. And it was like, oh, Lisa bought a call. Thank you, Lisa. Oh, Karen bought a call. Thank you, Karen. Like it was, you know, it was like now we have sold more than 10,000 courses, so we didn't do that every time. But it's so um, rewarding to see people support your business. And it can be a very small thing. It can also be, you know, a follow in, on Instagram or LinkedIn um, to show that you actually support this business. So that's my first um, mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. tip or what you can say is that... Um, to support female founded businesses. Yeah, really great advice. Really great advice. Did you have two more or? Um, so um, the second one is, um, it's connected to what we talked about earlier. It's just like, if you have a dream about starting your own company, you just have to do it. There's no perfect timing. Mm-mm. Just, um, Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And uh, then the last thing is um, a little personal hack that I would like to share. And maybe it sounds very weird, but um, when I am about to have an important meeting or writing an important email, I really like to put on my favorite dance music and then go into a room with no one else and then dance. So I listen to this music very loud and I dance because somehow it just, brings up so much joy and energy that you can actually like okay sit down in front of the screen and like okay let's go uh so if you feel that you're sitting in front of the screen your stock is like oh what should i do put on some dance music and and go into a room and dance what what is the music that you're listening to there uh, is it oh i want to dance with somebody uh. it's um it's definitely some, you know, some club music that I would go dance to with friends and like maybe something with good memories. So it can be a lot of different things. It also depends a bit on the mood, but the important thing is that you dance and you makes you feel happy. And yeah. Do you do that? Do you do that every time? Not every time, but you know, I don't know if you know this feeling where it's like, ah, oh, this is a really important email or this is a very important meeting. I want to prepare. And sometimes it's just really nice to just get your, um, not necessarily frustrations, but maybe you're a bit nervous or you have like stress in your body, just get it out and get some good energy in. Oh, that's a great advice. I'm, I think I should try it. I have an important meeting. I know it sounds weird, but uh, to me, it's really a fun, helpful thing to do now and then. Yeah. And I think it also makes you, you know, get a little loose and just feel like on your body if you're really nervous and like everything is hanging on this pitch or everything is hanging on this meeting and if i don't get this meeting well i won't be successful but if you can dance you can make yourself feel like it's not so serious i can just be myself be yeah. let loose let go if you need you know some i need like inspiration like oh this is i'm not happy with this um pitch deck or whatever it is like take a break and do something that makes you happy and you have some new energy to put into the work that you're doing. Great advice. Okay, and now we are on our last question here. Uh, I ask this question normally to all my guests. Um, mm-hmm. 
If you got five million kroners now, what would you do with them? So the obvious question would be to invest them in fracks. Yeah. I think that would be the, the best way uh, to, to spend the money, if you ask me. But uh, <clears throat> that's also a bit of an easy answer, yeah. I think. Mm. So um, what could be really cool to do is to start uh, a non-profit organization that supports uh, female entrepreneurs. Yes. I'm a... The program or a digital learning platform where female founders could go and get advice and resources and create a network where people can help each other. Mm. I'll uh, I'll join you on that one. If you get five million kroners, uh, we should um, hit each other uh, up there. We should. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good fun and uh, also very important. It's important. Uh, it's also important to have more role models out there. And that's what uh, we're doing with this uh, podcast because um, people... Um, need to learn from others to see how it's actually possible. Look at you. You've made your way six million kroners um, in revenue and now you're here. So um, let's give a clap uh, for that one. And um, thank you so much, Helvi Becker, for uh, joining this podcast. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Likewise, Amanda. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Bye. Bye bye.